0: chucks on with St. Laurent, which I fucking wish I had St. Laurent to wear. Ayy. You know, I didn't mean to start out every, every episode like that, but it <laughs> I, I started doing it because I didn't know what to say. And now I'm like, I think it just actually works for whatever brand we're cultivating here.
1: No, I'm, I'm all for it. Actually, you know what I've said multiple times this week and I thought of you? What? Look at this fucking guy. <laughs> I
0: do that all the time.
1: I was in line at uh, the grocery store. <laughs> I was in line at the grocery store, and this guy was like just a, a hot fucking mess. Like, so it's Trader Joe's. So, any of our listeners should know first and foremost, Anna is Trader Joe's number one fan. I like to refer to myself as the loyal hoe to that Joe. Um, yeah. It is it is my favorite place in the entire world. But anyway, so they don't really allow you. <laughs> they don't really allow you to bring your own bags in anymore. You have to like get, like bag your own. And this oh. guy, like you could just see, he was like, oh, I'll bag my own stuff. And you could just see that he had never bagged a grocery a day in his life. Like he threw like three things in a bag and was like, then got like another bag and those Trader Joe's bags, like anybody shops at Trader Joe's, you can fit literally like a hundred dollars worth of groceries in that one fucking double bag. They're there, it's amazing how much you can fit in there. He had never touched a grocery bag in his entire life. And he was struggling. So I literally just like, I didn't even know who I said it to. I was like, Look at this fucking guy. <laughs> the lady behind me was like, ma'am, please don't talk to me. Oh um, yeah.
0: Oh, that's so great. I love it.
1: But yeah, A A is on brand. I'm with it.
0: Perfect. Yeah, I uh, but it's also like really like it's a very New York thing, but it's also an Italian thing, I would say, too, because Mm -hmm. I've been so I watched the Serie A football uh, in Italy and uh, Forza AC Milan, first of all. Uh, second mm-hmm. of all, uh, because there's, like, nobody in the stadium right now, you can hear, like, everything the players and coaches are saying. And as soon as there's a foul, you hear, like, 50 men go, oh, oh, hey. hey. <laughs> and I was oh, like, this is so on brand.
1: It's, it is that. Or um, my dad always goes, like, anytime he sees, like, somebody, like, comes in the door, if somebody's coming over, he goes, hey. Like. Like Cesarec, uh, like yeah. just like he like throws out, or he Why oh. yeah, "Whyo," oh. like that's that's the other thing he says. So yeah, it is very very like Italian. The A feels very very on brand. I would say Fonzi took it from us a little while there. He did, but Fonzarelli is technically an Italian as well. So the he Fonz, is. though Henry he Winkler is. is
0: not, but that's okay. He is not. He is not. But that's okay. Uh, he portrayed this. a famous Italian, uh, Arthur Fonsarelli.
1: The Arthur Fonsarelli. That is so funny. His first name, literally not even close to Italian. But also, he is my inspiration for, a lot for my leather jacket love.
0: So I do love my leather as well. I have um, a great leather jacket that I ordered after I moved out to L.A., but I ordered it from a shop on the Lower East Side, And Mm -hmm. of course it came like nice and padded inside. So it's like all I need at night in LA in like the winter months. And Mm -hmm. it actually even keeps me warm when I go back to New York. All I have to do is throw like a hoodie underneath and I'm just like fucking set. It's, uh, it's wonderful.
1: I know. I love a good leather jacket. Oh, I can't wait to, to finally wear it. I haven't, you know what I still really, I cling on to it's, it's a summer thing, but I cling on to it as much as I can in the fall is my jean jacket, my
0: denim jacket. Oh yeah, jean jackets are fun too. I have a lot of like pins and shit on mine. Oh, I do not. I do not fuck with pins or decor on. I am like the
1: worst human when it comes to anything decorative. Like, I that jean missed me completely. That
0: no decorative for you.
1: No, like even like when I look at like bumper stickers on cars, I'm like you oh, fucking that's, stupid. That's, that's but, different. You gotta. You know, like, <laughs> even like um like with our backpacks in high school you know how people like decorated their backpacks in high school yeah I was like mine's navy period like I don't (laughs) want anything on it like (laughs) I but you could even ask like like anybody when it comes to like oh what are you wearing tonight right like you remember when we would go out and get ready I'd be like this shirt these pants these shoes and Kristen would be like what about like earrings or this necklace. I'm like, oh, now this is getting complicated. Like I just, I I, can't I do was
0: that. I was very much in your boat though when we would go out like that. Um, Kristen always just want me to dress up more. I will never forget. I was just telling this story to somebody. It was I think we were doing a surprise birthday for Eric uh, at this place on the Lower East Side, and I don't mm-hmm. remember what it was called, but I wanted to wear like a blazer and I had these dope high top black chucks. And I was like, that, "That's all I was wearing." People, no, I, uh, <laughs> I was, I had like, you know, it was like ca- classy, casual, whatever. I thought it looked yeah. dope. And uh, Kristen texted me, and she's like, "What are you wearing tonight?" Because you know she has to approve all my Always. outfits. Um, Always. <laughs> so I was like, I that song Uptown Funk had come out not <laughs> that long ago either. So I was like, chucks on with Saint Laurent, which I fucking wish I had Saint Laurent to wear. Uh, <laughs> And she just didn't get it. And she just texts back, no chucks. <laughs> Honestly, she probably did get it, but she was like,
1: we're not even going to entertain this for a second. Colon, oh no. my God. This was, it was so funny. Yeah. I, that gene completely, completely missed me. Like I, even so I have a wedding to go to next weekend. I'm like, okay, here are my dress and my shoes. And my mom was like, oh, what earrings are you going to wear? I was like, oh, um, I don't know. And she's like, how are you going to do your makeup? Um, you know, like regular, like, I, (laughs) I just don't, I don't know. And I think she forgets the, like, this kind of goes back to one of our episodes we talked about. It was like, we weren't allowed to talk to boys. I wasn't allowed to touch makeup. I wasn't allowed to do any of these things. And then all of a sudden I'm almost 30 and it's like, (laughs) all of these things are expected of me. And I was like, I didn't know I was allowed to, so... (laughs) Anna,
0: I say you're beautiful. Don't fuck with Mm. too much. You don't need that much anyway. Um, Thanks, Jerk. I appreciate that. All right. Can I get into we have some thoughts? We we do have some thoughts. What are are we kicking off with today?
1: Let's start with Mr. de Blasio, I'm thinking, because there's a lot of shit going down right now in New York, and I feel like he's... Him and the New York Post are, like, basically the targets
0: we constantly have on this show, like... I mean, they just are—they're just easy targets, and maybe that's low-hanging fruit. But honestly, <laughs> like we both were just saying that we deleted most of our social media, mm-hmm. like personal social media. Like you can still find like this show on Instagram or whatever. Yep. But yep. maybe we're just like—I don't know. He's just like—would you say he's one of the worst New York mayors that that have been in office? Hands down.
1: Yeah. Without. Without a doubt. I think what's what's mostly frustrating right now, and this is where so for those who do not know right now, New York City is in this really weird situation right now where like ha- like a few areas in the boroughs so really Queens and Brooklyn are, are starting to see spikes in numbers again, like they're starting to become these hot spots again. So you have some parts in the borough of Brooklyn and Queens that. You know, are at the brink of being shut down. So New York City schools are open, which we've talked about before, but some are starting to close and some are still open. So the 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 mayor's like threatening to close down like those particular areas. But now, so basically, I keep calling it the showdown between Cuomo and De Blasio, and it's just like, oh my like god, which, I love
0: it. Which Italian's gonna win this week? Um, it's Cuomo's like, Cuomo always wins, in my opinion. He pulls rank. <laughs> i mean aside from the fact that he pulls rank he like fights like a new yorker like if oh, cuomo, no. like i could totally see cuomo like fucking being like you know going over to de blasio's being with a baseball bat and being like you like <laughs> this car i'm gonna fuck it up if you <laughs> you like getting around places not anymore
1: It'd be a um, shame if
0: something happened to it <laughs>
1: do you know it's funny i use that as a threat quite a bit and i don't think a lot of people know what i mean like yeah that's a real shame that's a real shame if something were to happen to it oh my god it's so funny um but yeah so cuomo de blasio basically was threatening to shut down some of the basically by zip code Mm. but for anybody that walks around new york city knows that basically what divides the zip code is just a couple of blocks. Like it's not, it's not like basically the idea is if all the restaurants in Bensonhurst shut down, it takes me nothing to walk to Diker Heights and go eat out there. You know what I mean? So they're kind of like battling it out right now, but essentially the real issue that I can't wrap my head around is how are schools still open? And I think what's really the most I like, I don't really know how you solve this this problem, but are the reason these queens in Brooklyn are hot spots is because they're the highest population of, of Hasidic Jews. Mm-hmm. And Hasidic Jews are basically, for anybody who doesn't know, they're they're orthodox, like very, very extreme uh Jewish people, like they're
0: they're very, very religious.
1: Very religious. So there's they've still been holding synagogues, they've still been holding temple and school and And all that stuff. And and my understanding is that there haven't been wearing a whole lot of masks. Although I've seen videos and a lot of them are, so I don't really know what the truth is in that regard, but that seems to be a source of a lot of the hotspots is because also for people who don't know, um, Hasidic Jews live in really tight knit communities. So um, they have really, really big houses where, and they have big families too.
0: Yeah. Which is really lovely, honestly, like just to interject for a minute, like I always uh, remember driving through like Borough Park and seeing like it's it's like it's great it it's just like you can tell it's like a nice little tight-knit community oh yeah yeah like they definitely
1: obviously have uh if you watch on netflix unorthodox is its own show it's actually really fascinating they definitely have their own their own issues and whatnot but yeah like the the concept of what they're all about is community and so the and the concept of how hasidic jews live so this i actually learned this um a couple of years ago is the reason you really don't find them anywhere else besides like New York or really just in the Northeast, I'll guess like, cause they are spread out throughout the Northeast, but really New York City is because they are made based on their religion. They need to be able to get to one another without cars or transportation, public transportation. So you can walk everywhere in Brooklyn, you can walk everywhere in Queens. Um, so on the days where, you know, where they're uh, observing the sabbath or th- like for them that's that's on fridays they can't go outside they can't drive cars they right. need to be able to still get to church or, or for them temple they still need to be able to get to their synagogue so they have to be able to walk there so that is why a place like new york city the infrastructure itself is just so perfect for a community like that um that relies on on being able to walk places right you can't really fucking do that in gary indiana like- why did you pick gary I don't know. I know it's, like, one of the most popular places in Indiana, so I just went with it.
0: Really? I'm sorry. Yeah. That's my that's my bad. I'm just trying to picture anywhere in Indiana being popular.
1: It's Yeah, it's, like, I think, like, has one of the highest, like, voter pop. Like, they're one of the – like, they're always, like, a swing place in Indiana. Like, you always watch Gary, Indiana, for who how they're voting to kind of, like, dictate the rest of the state. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so right now New York is kind of in this weird little will they, won't they – bubble um and i i honestly i feel for i don't know what
0: the answer is i don't either i would i'm like concerned like for people that i care about still in new york uh mm-hmm. you know as the fall and winter approach uh because in my mind i'm like y'all just it just seems safer to shut down like just mm-hmm. shut everything You know, like, obviously, that's difficult. And I'm, you know, it's a complicated issue. But, you know, New York City, you just that population is just so dense in general, like, even outside of, you know, if you could use those communities as like, kind of a sample, like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I don't know.
1: No, yeah, I, I think this is where I think it is so hard is like, for me, it's like, the obvious response is 100%, like, just shut down. But You know, we've seen so many really local businesses, but like local staples that just cannot they'll 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 be permanently gone forever with the second wave shut down like that. And that's why I think it was genius that the restaurants kind of like combated and sued the city for being like no indoor dining Um, is because they like they they need to fight back to some regard because they're hurting.
0: I, I I do get that, but speaking as somebody who saw spike in cases directly related to indoor dining and bars being yeah. reopened, like, mm-hmm. I just, like, I'm like, I don't fucks with it. Like, at least not right yeah. now. But, I mean, I yeah. don't know. Like, things have been down in LA. I don't know what we're actually doing. Uh, you know, I get the update every day, but I don't think anything's been like, like, now the governor here has, like, all these, like, fucking, like, colored stages and things that we have to hit and Mm -hmm. you know we'll see I guess I don't know it's tough but I'll be it is you know it is
1: our so yeah for those who are in our lovely hometown um this kind of ties perfectly in what we're going to talk about today I'm very happy I'm not there but I'm also thinking about you all so much I also do kind of wish I was there just because like again it's like right it makes you miss home, but also thankful you're not there.
0: But it does. Well, it's so funny because right at the beginning of the pandemic, I was, you know, I was like in March when everything was starting to happen, when it was really bad in New York. I was like, damn, I wish I was there. Like, because I yeah. guess like I it was there was so much uncertainty that I was like, if I'm gonna go down on the ship, I want to go down on my ship. Like that's right. You know, oh God, and, I love that. Yeah. I love that. But you go
1: down. On the ship, I want to go down on my ship.
0: Yeah. It's it's true. Like I mean, like yeah.
1: And it's so fitting because you know what they say about taking ships. The rats jump off first, and there's plenty of them in New York City.
0: I identify as a city rat, and the city rat is my spirit animal because those things (laughs) get big and they live forever. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes they they not.
1: They're just not phased by anything.
0: They're not phased by anything. They uh, will fucking yeah. They'll get huge. They'll they just will they're just a tough thing to fuck with that is they also look like they're always about to die but they don't they don't like i saw one like running around on the train platform with like its leg swollen and i was like that thing is still going like they talk about that actually is pretty
1: fitting resiliency and we say all the time new york is resilient as fuck and so is the new york city rat
0: yeah like i truly feel like the the rat is my spirit animal i <laughs> I don't know that I have one so I I think if I was going
1: to pick any type of like oh this resonates with my soul I would always say like I would say something more like an owl but yours is way like way more like New York Italian mine's more like hippy dippy like Spiritual, like oh, the wisdom and the well, moon and
0: all that shit. You you know what? I'm my next tattoo. If I ever have the, some tattoo parlors are opening out here, but I'm still like afraid. But I I said I'm gonna get a rat in a leather jacket wearing a Mets hat. <laughs> that is gonna be my next tattoo. I'm sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening, but it's gonna happen. So so you're just getting yourself tattooed on yourself, <laughs> pretty much.
1: I some just love get, that.
0: Some people get their last name. I get a rat wearing a Mets hat.
1: <laughs> Did you also want your crest, like your last name, like your, so your last name crest? Yeah, to get on we, you?
0: no, I'm not a big fan of that. I, uh, the cre- our crest, if that even is our crest that my dad dug up is interesting. It's got two, <laughs> um, like seahorses on it. Not like, like, uh, like the front half is a horse, but the back half is like a mermaid tail, that type of seahorse and
1: uh i don't know i don't
0: But here's the thing i can't like prove that this is like legit my family crest or i like i don't know where my dad got this graphic from like for all i know someone could have been fucking around with clip art on like windows 95 (laughs) and like threw this together for like an invitation and like no one just no one felt the need to be like yeah that's not actually our crest
1: (laughs) so no one actually cared to be like that doesn't look right
0: yeah, because I don't know how many Italian families like actually have cr- – like crests are very much like a, I think of like Ireland and like Britain yeah. and stuff. Like I don't know if we really yeah. have to uh, – or like if we did, like you'd probably have to be a wealthy family, which we were not. So, yeah.
1: rope makers and fishermen? Nah. No. Um. <laughs> none royalty about that. Um, what? Yeah. What did uh, – I know you said you had something –
0: for uh, you to talk about. Will you, t- you well, I was gonna go also talk. Yeah, it was the uh, the cl- the closings in in New York, but also oh. yeah. But I wanted to. You brought something else up to me about a drunk college student that got stuck. Wait, actually, I should Bro- tell y'all how she posted like sent this information to me, uh, because. <laughs> You said, did you read, did you see that New York Post, the drunk college student in the in the dryer? And I thought Anna was calling the New York Post as a newspaper, uh, the drunk college student in a dryer. And I'm like, yeah, that seems about fitting to describe the New York Post. But what she was actually telling me was that this was a, a New York Post uh, story. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. So just- it was... Uh- but
1: then this the, this is my favorite part. So I again I deleted social media <clears throat> on my phone, but I had I sometimes will get like like Apple News will like still send me alerts, and so Apple News you know it, they'll send me like you know breaking news or something like that, or just like things for the day. And one of the things that had sent me was drunk student gets stuck in dryer has to be rescued by firefighters, and it just says like New York Post underneath it, and I was like no. This is not a story that they actually published. Like, again, this goes back to this idea that they're just a fucking tabloid. I open it and sure enough, there's a fucking picture of a kid who is like flopped out of the dryer and the fucking firefighters are pulling him out. And the post underneath it just says,
0: unsurprisingly, tequila was involved. Full video at the link in our bio. What Did you click on the link? Because like even you just describing that, I was like, I give no fucks about how this person got inside or absolutely not.
1: I was just annoyed that this is like considered news from a fucking like I remember like this is why I think this is where so much of my hate for the New York Post comes from. Cause I can remember as like a kid after church, you know, we went on Sunday after to the bodega. We picked up, you know, we got bagels, we got coffee, you know, I got whatever the fuck I wanted because I had just served 8 30 mass and my dad was really fucking proud of me and my Catholic ways and the fact that I woke up before 12 o'clock on a Sunday. Um, and we would get, my dad would always get like a bunch of newspapers, right? Because he was like, I don't just want one and newspapers on Sundays, right? Like that's like the biggest newspaper because it's, you know, the sports has its own inserts. Comics have their, the the comics have their own inserts. Like it's like the biggest ones, but he always used to say like, I don't just want one perspective. So I want to get as many as possible. And he, the New York post to him was like one of the ones where it's like, this is something credible, right? Like, make sure you get the post, make sure you get the post. And now to see that this is what it's become is just like the biggest slap in the face to that, like childhood person inside of me, that, that like childlike of we always get to the the different newspapers, but you know, make sure you get the New York post. Whereas now as I'm like, I would not fuck, I would burn that
0: newspaper if I saw it on the stand now.
1: Like you're yeah. just like, that's a disgrace.
0: I, uh, we also used to get, we used to get the post and the daily news. Uh, but I believe my dad always used to say the daily news was better. So, but yeah, that God, I imagine a time where you wanted more than one perspective. Um, but, but anyway, very funny because now my dad yells at me when I provide him different perspectives. I know. Yeah. So what are you going to do? They created us. This is who. This is who.
1: They have no one to blame but themselves. That's usually what I say to my dad when, like, I say something he doesn't like, and I go, "Sir, you have no one to blame here you but yourself because you raised me. I'm a product of you."
0: I used to say, "I was like, if you didn't want, if you want, if you didn't want me to think any different, and you wanted me to just have your views, why did you send me to college?"
1: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, my dad loves to say he goes, I'm, "I love that I sent my children to college just to basically become liberal." And I was like, you know, it's like liberal arts, right? Also that is one thing I also always laugh at is like people think liberal is like a political view. And like, yes, it it is, but liberal is actually a way of, of thinking. It is often linked to Democrats, but there are people who don't identify as Democrats that actually identify still as liberal in their ways, like their approach to things. It's like a, it's like a, like a, what's the word? Not, not a theory. Um, not a paradigm. Oh god! Now I'm just throwing out fucking buzzwords of education. Uh, it's like a, oh a paradox. No, like no, like an ideology, I guess, in which okay. you, you like think the world should exist in right. So it's very more liberal in your thinking. So I would just like to say that when when people say I'm a liberal, I will always say, well, well, yeah, like I I have a master's degree. I've, I'm quite educated on these things. Yes, my my liberal way of thinking is has nothing to do with my political stance on things. They often coincide, right? Cause socio political issues, but I'm like, I I the way I think is the way I think in a systems perspective. It has nothing to do with like a political party. Um so I just always want to clarify that that people want to like curse liberals. And I was like, you don't even know what you're actually cursing when you do that.
0: Nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about. Um I actually Except want to
1: <laughs> if I'm not smarter than you, why do I know more about what I'm talking about? <laughs> My mom was not happy that I put that in last week's episode. Oh, my God. I But I made it the intro. It was so great. I know. I, know. I was like, oh, my God. My mom's going to be so fucking mad.
0: Um, let's dive She's into not- our, our topic for the day. Yeah. Let's. Let's.
1: Um, so we're going to talk about this kind of like coincides with what we were talking about before. Things about New York we do not miss. Right. So yes. we'd often talk about our love. We, rom- we kind of, we, we romanticize the shit out of New York. So, so much really like, well, okay. So New York city, Brooklyn. Um, We, we do a great deal of it, but we want to kind of like humble her a little bit. There is some shit we don't miss about
0: New York. So Cola, what's one of the things you don't miss? All right. I'm just going to start with the cold because I did move across the country to one of the more pleasant climates uh in the states uh so the cold is something i definitely don't miss i know i and it's funny because i i just sent you like a romantic poem i wrote about the snow in Mm -hmm. uh, brooklyn but if i'm being honest like that's just me a person who has not seen snow in like three years at this point which uh i feel deserved because you know I lived through it most of my life and all these horrible fucking blizzards. Oh mm-hmm. God, I don't miss shoveling snow. I don't miss. Uh, I just remember uh, one of the blizzards we had was on my best friend's birthday when we were living in Queens and fucking someone forgot to shut the door, like the front door to our apartment building. And mm-hmm. so I was like, at least let me pop across the street and do a load of laundry, get downstairs, the foyer where like the mailboxes are and everything, the door mm-hmm. is open it's frozen open and there is a mound of snow just in the foyer covering the mailboxes and i'm just like i couldn't get out the front door with my laundry bag because it was like piled high and frozen stuck it was like there was no way you were going to close that door until some of that snow eventually melted um and that was just something like i know like it's like, again, it's easy for me to romanticize, like popping on my headphones. Like, I don't care about the cold. I'm walking home from work with my playlist. But you know what? I really, uh, I really hated it. I hated it so much. It was too cold to like do things comfortably outside. And like walking around the city is one of my favorite pastimes. And Mm -hmm. cold that was just so uncomfortable.
1: I think it's just because also New York doesn't know how to manage snow. You know what I mean? Like we are just meant to like I remember when I when I went to Pennsylvania for my master's and PA gets like significantly more snow than New York ever saw. But it was like if I had to be at class at 9 a.m., I was still finding my way to get to class at 9 a.m. because they know how to manage it. Right. Like their bus system still worked perfectly they just like knew how to prepare for snow they knew how to clean up snow they knew how to like still you know push it to the side where it still looked pretty whereas like in new york it never looks pretty it turns black
0: the only time it looks pretty in new york is if you get up at like three in the morning and look out the window and it's quiet Mm -hmm. it's quiet and it's no one's touched it yet And that's when it's pretty. But yes, you're correct. Black snow, fucking disgusting. I will never forget how many times I jumped into what I thought was a pile of snow, which is fucking garbage bags covered in snow. (laughs) Um, So there's that. Don't be fucking jumping in piles of snow in New York because it's trash every time. Um, And then, of course. (gasps) Oh, my God. Ow, ow. I think (laughs) I just pulled something from laughing.
1: Oh, my (laughs) God. What? You never did that? Has that not happened to you? literally never a day in my life have oh. I jumped into a pile of snow and it turned out to be a stack of garbage bags.
0: Wow. Are you even a New Yorker? If you've never jumped in trash snow or, or, oh my, oh my God. God. in the, when someone like would throw a snowball at you and then they would pick up like some old gray snow and throw it at you. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And it basically was
1: just, at that point, it was just a solid block of ice and dirt. That'll, that'll give you a concussion. Oh, my God, yes. No, I definitely – I agree with the the cold, although I live in a colder place now. But, I mean, I can't say that's something I don't like about New York City. I just think it's the fact that we don't know how to manage the snow is my least favorite.
0: Yeah, I, um, I, I think you're probably right. I think it's more of that aspect. Also, like, I never – wherever I lived, when I lived in Brooklyn, when I lived in Queens, I was always really far from the train. So, like, that was another <laughs> thing. I always had to walk to the train, like yeah. – it was a hike i mean it's funny me i probably sound awful complaining about that now because like uh i just did it at the time but it was just like yep. i don't know
1: i think the other half of that is cleaning your car in the snow which is like linked to the one thing i don't miss about new york city is oh, yeah. anything to do with cars and parking um is that i yours, cars <laughs> Oh, yeah, cars. Well, the parking in New York, I do not fucking miss whatsoever. Like I don't think for any of our listeners who were like not necessarily like born there or ever lived there. <clears throat> I just want you to imagine, you know, you go to work and you basically have anxiety all day because you watch the clock and depending on the day of the week, you have to then worry: Am I going to get a spot when I get home? Oh and if not, how far am I going to have to walk to my house? If you have groceries, oh my god! Then you have to walk that whole fucking time there. Um, I think the other thing in in that in that realm is that you know you're worried about like, all right, what time am I going to get home? Alternate side of the street parking. Oh, like, like where? So for those who do not know what it is, it's basically street cleaning in the city, and so depending on the block you live on, you know it'll be two days a week for one one side is one day of the week. The other side is the other day of the week. So like where my parents live, it's like Monday, Wednesdays, no Mondays and Wednesdays. Right. So it's for two hours, 830 to like, it's usually like two hour blocks. Theirs is like 830 to 1030. And um, if you are parked on the wrong side of the street, is that an ice cream truck?
0: You can hear that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's going out outside here. Oh, that wow. just made me so happy. It just makes me think of Mr. Softy.
0: Yeah, um, it's definitely not Mr. Softy, but it is still 80 degrees here, so. Okay, well, if you can still hear it when you do the playback, can you leave that in there? I will 100% be leaving this in here, this whole segment. People need to okay. know. Okay, great.
1: Sorry, Um. so, yeah, alternate, you basically have street cleaning, and um, if your car is parked there, you'll get like a $150 ticket for where your car is parked. So I guess that also goes into why also car things and parking things. I don't miss it's just how fucking expensive those tickets are. And like you get a ticket if your car is not properly parked or if you're too close to a fire hydrant, even though you are, or if you're too close to a driveway, even though you're not right. Like it's like, it is everything you get a ticket for and all the tickets are like well over the hundred dollars. They're so fucking expensive. It's just, It's a nightmare. Like the anxiety of going to my parents, like you can even ask like Kristen this, when I go to my parents' house and I visit, I have like a window of time in which I can run errands for my parents and then I have to get home. Otherwise I won't find a spot on the block. And then I have to hold that spot for when my dad comes home to then give him that spot so I can put my car in the driveway. And if my car's in the driveway, then I can go out that night. If my car is not in the driveway and it's holding a spot, I then have to walk to wherever the fuck I'm going, which thank God Kristen actually lives really close to where my parents are. Cause otherwise I would like, I would just be trapped there. Or I'd right. be like, you spend money taking an Uber because your car is parked. Like what type of life is that?
0: Also, well, what fancy, fancy gal you are like fucking what? We don't take the subway anymore. <laughs> To go – that's if there's, like, not a place where,
1: like, I'm not taking a subway eight blocks.
0: Oh, okay, okay. That's fair. By the time I walk, I'm halfway there. <laughs> you know what? Just, subway. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying in, in general. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, well, okay. Then that would – I would say, like, sometimes I do miss the convenience of the subway, but mm-hmm. – I definitely don't miss like that commute home where it's like rush hour and like everybody's on top Mm -hmm. of you. Like I remember when I went to visit last December, like I found myself getting a little anxious, I realized, Mm because I hadn't been in that setting in a while uh, where everyone was just right on top of you. And now, of course, now more than ever, especially after all this, whenever this all comes to an end, you know, people are still going to be a little antsy about that, I feel like uh Mm -hmm. but i don't miss that uh i do miss all the reading i used to get done on the train but Mm. uh i will say like i don't know again like the climate i feel like everything i i I don't miss about new york is centered around weather like for example (laughs) like sunday i went like for a nice little hike around elysian park out here and Mm -hmm. it's just like it's just going to be the most comfortable. Now we're like kind of getting out of that heat wave kind of weather and Mm -hmm. we're going into like comfortable, like, and I just like thinking about like having to deal with that for the next couple months is just like, so reassuring that, you know, like, Oh, I don't have all this like cold and like snow, uh, you know, coming my way. I don't have to like, I don't know. It's, it's also tough right now again, because I'm thinking of everything as like before pandemic and like, Mm -hmm. You know, it's just hard to, to kind of picture that. I would say, okay, it's gray a lot in New York in the winter, and it's definitely not oh, that no. here, uh, which, mm. for my depression, is like a huge difference to wake up to like sunshine almost every day, as opposed to like there were some weeks in the winter in New York where I was just like, I just don't know if I can get out of bed today, like it's just, or I don't want to. It's oh. just so gray. Oh yeah,
1: like and. Pause to just say, like, for all those who are struggling right now, like please know that I feel for you. I think we both understand that like quarantine depression meets like seasonal depression, what's like about to come versus and like with holiday depression, like it's about to be like a shit storm for so many people who struggle with these things. So like like I can already feel myself like getting sad when it's like six o'clock and the sun's going down. Um, so just, like, a, that shit is so real, please. Like, I don't even want to say, like, figure out how to take – like, like, know what you need to do to, like, take care of yourself because we know it's so much more than that in terms of depression. But, like, just yeah. know, like, I, we definitely are thinking of of you and how you're going to manage all this because, honestly, I I can't even fucking – I'm so – I think I'm so nervous for this winter because of that because it's about to be worse than ever before. Granted, right. because of the state we're all in. Right. But, you know, New York is is very very gray in the winter and I think it also doesn't help that like this kind of goes back to you know people on top of you during rush hour. Rush hours all the time in New York though like you never know like you can leave your house Saturday at eight o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden there's just fucking construction and there's a a four-hour delay right like I think it's always so funny. I tell the story of a time my sister, my brother and I left our house in Brooklyn. He was, he was visiting for the weekend and we were going to my sister's house in Queens. I had left about 20 minutes before him, right? We were taking the same fucking way to get there. I, I really didn't hit that much traffic. Like I got there in a decent amount of time. It took him an extra like 35 minutes, all because he left 20 minutes later. And I think that kind of like tributes to that anxiety you were talking about. I don't, miss that like constantly looking at the clock right being like oh my god what time am I gonna get home what time am I gonna get home is there gonna be traffic is this gonna happen is this gonna happen like your mind is constantly in the defense mode like you're always in defense mode in New York
0: right yes and it took me a really long time to like break that after I moved Mm -hmm. that that is a perfect way to describe it like I just like felt like I had to fill like every second of my day Like with Mm -hmm. something, like moving, like doing something and like, don't get me wrong. I like to get up and start the day, but like Mm -hmm. now I can get up and start the day and be like, oh, I'm going to go for a nice walk uh, around the neighborhood and like not, you know, and not Mm -hmm. so much like "Ah, that, that was so hard for me. Like, especially those first couple months I was here because it felt like I was on vacation and Mm -hmm. you know, my, my brain hadn't really adjusted to the fact that like, no, this is where we live now. Like, and when October and November came around and it wasn't like super cold, like Mm -hmm. that even depressed me at first because my (laughs) body was like, so used to like seeing the season a certain way. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I've definitely adjusted since then. And now I'm kind of like, well, thank God, like this is so much more manageable and definitely pleasant. But, um, you know, you just have a lot of uh, different like outdoor outlets to do things out here like you can like Mm -hmm. drive like up the coast a little bit and then you're in like the in like Big Bear and like it's like beautiful Mm -hmm. you know if you want that like kind of element of the winter without having to keep it year-round you have the option you can kind of like take it or leave it um but yeah just Mm -hmm. like trying to adjust to like a Californian's pace is just like still very jarring to me sometimes I think I've gotten better at it though but like slow walkers so forget that I still march down the street like a fucking soldier but like I but yeah like people walk like four four across on the street over here and like they're just like got no place to go and the crazy thing is like I don't have a place to go either that's the thing (laughs) I'm still walking around like that though and I like get annoyed and it's just like where are you going Like, you know, and I've started to, again, like I said, like, I think I've calmed down with it a little bit, but it's, it's very weird. Like, that's another thing too. Like I walk everywhere or like, I'll take my Mm -hmm. bike, but there's really like not them. There's definitely not as many people on the street, which is honestly kind of like, yeah, it's like a weird relief. Like, I mean, people still look at me like I'm crazy when I say I'll just walk there, but, uh, because they don't believe in walking out here, but yep. But, you know, like, there's no one on the road here. So that as me as a a person who does walk everywhere, it's like, this is like a dream come true for me. I don't have to, like, fucking, like, bob and weave through people, you know, as I'm going down the street. Um, Which is the best way to describe what we do in the city is definitely
1: bob and weave around people. I think I would struggle. I I actually like that part of New York is that – I would say like people know how to walk right like everybody sticks to the right for the most part and you definitely know the people who don't but also like people don't just like dilly-dally and like stand in your way even though I think for us it's ingrained in our brains that when we're walking somewhere we have to get there like we are we are walking with purpose right no matter what even though like what fucking purpose like no like no one like dies when we get there. Like, it's not that right. serious if we don't get there in time, like it's fine, but we just walk with like such purpose and we don't waste that time. Um, and I think it goes back to like that, remember, cause you know, time is everything in New York because what, if you, if you wait 20 minutes, that's the difference between not hitting traffic and then taking an extra, you know, 45 minutes to get home. So, yeah. and I think that defense is something that I also don't miss because that is that attitude that I think you know it gave us our backbone like it gave us a lot of our like of you know like no one can fuck with us right like no one no one will take advantage of us like right like all those I think I see now good parts to what it gave me but to constantly live in a place where you are worried about who's gonna potentially take advantage of you or if someone looks at you funny right like yeah. you have to do you have to do something about it or like you have to constantly be on the defense. Because yeah. again, you, you know, and it, it comes back from that. Like I fully recognize for New Yorkers, it's primal, it's survival, right? If I if I'm not paying attention, or if I'm just like with my head in the clouds, like not on the defense, I'll get pickpocketed, I'll get robbed, yeah. I'll, you know, something bad will happen. I, I I totally get it, but that doesn't
0: mean that's like. How we should live? No, um. that's so true. That that's that city rat mentality. No, it's yeah. true. And it's like I still have a hard time like adjusting to when people are nice to me, like out here, mm-hmm. you know. Like yep. and they're just genuinely being nice. And uh, again, I'm working on it. And I think after three years, I'm I've gotten much better at it. But you know, it is still a little alarming initially when like you know like to be. Friends with like like these strangers just fucking talking to me not that new yorkers aren't friendly like we have our time and place for that but um it's just like but we have to be like going through something together right right? yes we have to be
1: delayed like somebody has to like have pissed us off that collectively we are all annoyed about that's the only time we'll talk to one another but i do the same thing now like when people talk to me
0: i'm like what do you want from me Like right, yeah, my that's where exactly my brain goes. I'm just like, what is your agenda here? And like these people just don't have an agenda. They're fucking, you know, either. Well, most of LA is also like kind of New York. I feel like there's a lot of transplants here too, but you Mm -hmm. know, a lot of the time it's just people like just fucking like this is just their life. And you know, like it's it's been so good. I think just in general. You know, I came out here for one particular reason, but I stayed because I'm like, all right, I've wanted to come here since I was like a kid, so I'm going to stay and I'll see how it yeah. goes. And I think it has been good for me because it's kind of taught me to just like slow down, like to mm-hmm. enjoy things, to um just like relax a little bit more. I remember like my first birthday here, my friend took me out to Malibu and she it was like a Wednesday, so there was like nobody on the beach. Uh, and mind you, my birthday's in March, so yeah. that's when I went to the beach. It was perfect weather. And I just remember us laying on the beach, like not doing anything. And I was just like, this is really nice. It was like my collective like mental exhale, you know, that mm-hmm. I'm like, this is just what like, and it, it's still, you know, when I think about it, I'm just like, shouldn't I be doing something? Shouldn't I be like looking for a different job today? should I be doing this, that? And you know, since being out here, I felt like everything that has good that has come to me has been because it's taught me to be patient. And I not yeah. that I'm not like actively seeking things like, of course, you when you need something, you have to go get it. But it's more yeah. so about being patient when you put those things in motion uh, and not mm-hmm. just feeling like you have to. I don't know. It's hard to explain off. Oh, I also my allergy medication, you guys, is killing me today. <laughs> No, that
1: that makes total sense. And I think I also kind of, you know, you're saying there's a lot of transplants there. I think something else that's really interesting that I, you know, you love about New York, but you also kind of have to hate about it a little bit is that for as much culture and as much diversity and and how many people you're around that are so different than you, if you don't leave, you really are so small fucking minded. You know what I mean? Yeah. it's a place that there's supposed to be so much, again, different perspectives, different, like so many cultures. Like I think like Queens itself, it has some of the most like uh, like the most amount of uh, cultures represented, even in terms of like food or, or churches and things like that. Like it is it is the most diverse place in, in, in the United States, hands down. But. You if you don't again, you don't leave, you don't fucking know anything about anything. And I didn't realize that until I really left. Yeah. And I started traveling and I started, you know, meeting people who were just nice to you just because. Right. You know, and I started meeting people who, and and even seeing how they saw New York kind of gave me my perspective of how I saw New York. Right. Because, like, it's again we kind of talked about this before but it's your backyard. You don't really know any different. Some of us never walked the Brooklyn Bridge. Um which by yeah. the way I am now is constantly thrown in my face as like the punchline <laughs> that I like do not care for. I- I'm working on it. Okay, people. I'm working on it. The pandemic had other fucking plans. We'll do it. Um, we'll do it when I come home. Yes, we have to and we'll record right after so I could tell everybody to fuck off um but yeah I think it's it's just it's amazing how small-minded it can be in its way for a place that's supposed to be so big and yeah and I think it adds into that negativity we're, we're talking about that that go fuck yourself everybody's out for numero uno type type mentality
0: Yeah. I mean, also, like I was thinking about this and like New York is like a playground if you're, um, you know, I had, you know, I definitely liked to party a lot, uh, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. not really my life anymore. It hasn't been for a couple of years now. And Mm -hmm. it's very easy to I, I mean, I guess it's easy to do that in any major city, but New York always felt especially easy. To do that for me and i used to say i needed to leave and i I don't remember if i said this before but on this show but uh i needed to leave new york i think to grow up and Mm -hmm. now i'm curious to see how she looks when i return you know like and i've obviously you know return if i return permanently but you know i i talked to my friend who's another transplant from new york out here and he's absolutely taken to la like immediately like absolutely loves it like can't you know say enough good things about it and i feel like i always go talk to him when i'm just like Mm -hmm. god i just i'm so homesick and he just like rattles off a million different things of why it's nice that we live in la and i'm like you know what that is really fucking nice um it's it's, It's nice that you have that yeah i I don't
1: (laughs) you don't no, I I don't. Cause like where, where I am is, you know, you're on a whole other fucking coast and I love that you have people who understand that mentality and culture. And I don't like, I, I have friends. I, so I do have like a few friends here. Um, Like my, my friend James, for example, is, is usually, and even like my, one of my supervisors, he's, he's from New York too. So like I have people who get that New York mentality for sure, which is so nice because it's so hard to describe it to people when like, like my like my friend had said something to me recently about like like she referenced something it's like a like a palette I think is what it's called and I was like what the fuck is a palette and she's I was like 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 what you paint with like like a like a painter's palette or like your palette your tongue she's like what no like like a wood palette and I'm like what the fuck is a wood palette but it's like I like, but for her, it's like, she's grown up in like this agricultural side of Connecticut. And, and so she's like, that's very common to see or just like, just know what it is. And I'm like, I, I I was like, I I don't even know what you're talking about, but like to not, she, then she was like, she's known me long enough where she's like, Oh yes. Now I understand why, but for other people, it'd be like, they'd probably look at me and be like, what are you fucking stupid? But just like to not even know that culture, of where I I grew up. So I have those people here, but they don't love where we are. So it's not like they can help ground me I see. In, the, in that good. It's more of like only
0: feeding into the, I miss it. I miss it. I miss it. There's no place like it. Um, yeah. I mean, this so, episode right now, I feel like has been hard because like, I miss it so much right now. So maybe it was good that we yeah. did this episode because I'm like trying to find things that I'm like, well, that was really annoying. And you know X, <laughs> Y, and Z, um, but I'll so, tell you I'm. I've been watching. Uh, I'm a big baseball fan, obviously. I've been watching the postseason. Mm-hmm. It is nice that almost every every year since I since I moved out here, the Dodgers have gone to the playoffs, which is cool and fun to watch. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people used to give me shit about that, about my sports teams uh mm-hmm. and to them i say first of all fuck off because people always ask me it's like well how can you like the dodgers like first of all if the dodgers are playing the mets it's always the mets second of right. all the <laughs> dodgers and i are one in the same we both go left. way back baby We're, we both left brooklyn to make a mm-hmm. new home in la so I, can, yep. I don't think i could ever like hate that much on the dodgers you know because i'm mm-hmm. just like i get it like I feel that, you know? I fucking love that you just compared yourself to the LA Daughters. I also really
1: love that your first off was fuck off. Because almost always, as New Yorkers, when we're about to defend our viewpoint, there's only really ever two points. And the first one is always fuck off. And the second one is actually our viewpoint.
0: Well, let me tell (laughs) you why, though. Because, like, just in general... Let me tell you you why. Another great (laughs) phrase that I love. Because... I don't know, like, you know that a lot of my wardrobe consists of various, like, sports stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, I do have my teams that I root for in LA, and I will always Mm -hmm. have those, and that I have my teams that will always be my New York teams. And I am fine with that. These fucking (laughs) bros want to march up my stoop and tell me what's what, and I'm not here for that. Also... While they're on my stoop, they like to give me grief about the the sports gear that I wear. Like, I don't understand why, as a woman, I have to explain my fandom every time I choose to wear a different hat. I have a great hat collection, okay? Like, I go with, like, the fashion point of view, too, where I'm like, this hat, I have an A's cap. Like, it matches my outfit. Like, this is what I feel like wearing today, you know? Dudes, I feel like, do that all the fucking time and are never given any grief about it. I will never forget getting in the elevator once at my old job, and I'm wearing a Los Angeles Kings cap, right, the hockey team. And this guy looks over at me. He's like, are you really a Kings fan, or do you just wear the hat? And I've had that question so many times, Anna. I I wish I could get a dollar every time I've had that question because I would have enough to fucking buy the Mets at this point. But... (laughs) So I look at him, and I'm just like, no, I actually watch hockey. And mm-hmm. I was like, do you always wear a ship brown suit, or are you just in sales And <laughs> Let me tell you, he was definitely not happy. Um, but i even worked. I, I don't even think he worked for my company i think he like worked in the building but it's just such a rude fucking question like women always get asked that shit and it's like dudes like will fucking change up their caps and fucking jerseys and shit like it's a it's a fucking style thing and never have to explain like why they know the blood type of the coach and why they're a diehard fan about the team but i'm out here trying to do the same shit and then everyone's got to give me grief every time i change my clothes <laughs>
1: You are your father for the sole fact that you've said, why you got to give me grief. (laughs) That's like, that is like my, Uh, that's why I'm like over here laughing um, so hard because like, first off, I got these bros marching up my stoop. Yeah. Like those, those bros and they're marching on stoops. Like they, they do that. Like, but it's just so funny. Like how you said so many things that create such a picture of like, you just basically being your dad. Like, you got to be on my scoop and give me grief
0: for. <laughs> oh, my God. It's great. I love it.
1: So, why, so then why do we miss it? Why do we love it?
0: Well, me personally, I have a problem where I just want something I can't have. And then once I get it, I'm like, okay. Wow. Well, like, that's me personally. Like, because that's how I feel every time I go back. Like, I'm in my glory for, like, a couple days when I'm there. And I'm like, fucking do all my New York things that I miss. And then after a while, you know, after like a week or two, which is usually how long I stay, I'm like, I always think I'm going to be like, damn, I, I got to move back here. And every time I go to the airport, I'm always, and I get off the plane in L.A., I'm just like, ooh, your girl is home, which is crazy because it's definitely, you know, and obviously that's just something that happens with time because I definitely yeah. never didn't feel that way. Like when I first moved out here, I think a month later, I went to go do a comedy festival with my old uh, sketch team in New York. And mm-hmm. we went to, I met them in Austin and mm-hmm. uh, when we were leaving and going back, I was like so sad that they were getting on the plane to go back to JFK and I was going to LAX. Um, mm-hmm. But when I landed, I was just I just <laughs> didn't feel that way. It's very weird. So L.A. is weirdly becoming like a, a good a good little home for me, too. I don't want to neglect no. the good things that L.A. has brought a lot of good things into my life. So I, yeah. I, I can't hate on it, you know. Yeah.
1: No, I, I think it's just
0: funny. Like, I thought you were going to say like,
1: cause we love, like, what's the word you're, you're masochist. Oh, that too. Yes, I would say that I also. Play say, into it. I was gonna say it's probably because we're masochists, like right? Like we fucking love the miserable shit. Like that's where we get our pleasure from. So well, I
0: think that's why a lot of New Yorkers won't leave if even if they are miserable or don't admit it or romanticize as much as we do, right? Because we're all masochists. And I think there's something masochistic about that whole scenario where I'm like, I just want what I can't have. That's horrifyingly masochistic. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. No, no. That that no. That makes complete sense. I thought that's exactly what you were going to say. And then you were like, actually, no, it's this. And I was like, oh yeah, like that's even fucking deeper than where I was going with this. And that makes a shit ton of sense. <laughs> so like, I, I, I don't know if I would say that that's mine. I think for me, it's just, it's one of those things where like, I look at again, what it gave me in, in my, you know, in my resilience or in my my grid or my ability to pre- persevere. Yeah. And I know so much of that. I wouldn't be who I am without it. So I think I romanticize it and love it so much in my head. Cause it's that it's, it's literally in my blood. Like it feels like of just how yeah. I operate and it's that, it's that, it's that little hum of who I am. Right. Like it's always below the surface.
0: Yeah. And oh, I love that. Yeah. I think well, that's, that's really where I'll always, I'll i always, i think- always love it. I think I 100% agree with that uh, as well, because that's why I'm so afraid, I think, to say like how much I love living in LA, because mm-hmm. I'm afraid that I don't want to lose that. I'm afraid that if right. I give myself to this new place, which I clearly have, like I've built a life here, no. but I'm afraid if I say that I this life is preferable, that I will lose what has been like born in me you know, yeah. from from the city that like really gave me everything that, you know, really like makes me who I am, I feel like. Um, oh, but yeah. that's that's not how things work. That's just something I've convinced myself of that, like, I will lose this like New Yorkness if I li- stay in LA too long, which meanwhile, it's like, you're never gonna lose that. Like, fuck, I tattooed it yeah. on me. That's how much <laughs> I fear losing it. To uh, so be like, yeah. listen, just in case I'm not wearing a Mets hat today, y'all need to know like, where I'm from, which is fucking insane, but it's, like, I feel like it's the only thing that gives me, like, true credibility, like, I don't know, like, it's weird. No, no, dude, no, that makes so much fucking sense, I, I definitely, so I love
1: that you said so much of, like, I just, I worry that I'll, I'll lose it, like, I, I worry that it won't be a part of me in some way anymore, and that's why I always say that, like, obviously, there's a lot of, there's, we we have both have a lot of parts to our identity, right? Like we we've kind of talked about it in the last eleven episodes. Well, this is the eleventh episode, but um, I think for me, the first and foremost is always I say Brooklyn, right? And first off, because I let everybody fucking not that you really need to not not that you can't really tell once I I say I say anything, people can kind of be like, oh yeah, that's definitely where you're from. But um, I think that's why I say it first and foremost is because I never. I never want it to potentially be something I forget to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting.
1: I I also think like, we're so fearful of losing it because I think to some degree, we feel bad that we ever left it. Like this thing that gave us so much, it's that guilt kind of that like makes us feel like we have to, because like, look at all that she gave us. And so we rewarded it by leaving. In our, I think in my mind, God, we are just fucking
0: poets, aren't we? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I believe that. I think that's a another good way to sum that up. It's like, yeah, like why couldn't I do this in New York? I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm working in tech. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, you know, still have a similar situation going on. But there's so many things that I've done out here that I would have never been able to do in New York. Yeah. Um, no. You know. Absolutely. Uh and it's just uh, to some degree it's
1: chains. It's change and maybe we it, the the chains that are on us and and to some degree we have Stockholm syndrome. That's what I think it is a little bit sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Right, like, like we could like you, got, you just gotta leave, you have to break it, you have to break it, you have to break it, and then you finally do and you're like, Oh no. Like I can't. Right. But it's 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 so fucked up how it's in our psyche the way it is, isn't it? But no, but I mean I'm
0: not I'm gonna I I, I think I need to try and be better about it because it's like one we're never going to lose it and two we can always go back even though can't right now but technically yes always can go back and Mm -hmm. you know three it's like it's about being mindful and enjoying where you are right now which I've not ever been good at but again getting better you know and it's like right now I'm in Los Angeles and it's really great like it's my band. It's like my job. It's my girlfriend. It's like, everything is really great. And considering, you know, everything else going on, which is not so great, but it's, you know, perspective too. Oh yeah.
1: Um, It's all about grounding yourself in, in gratitude, right? Like you're right. Like, so if I wanted to change that idea, like we rewarded it by leaving it, it's really that we rewarded it by becoming better people, right? Like we didn't, we didn't let we didn't leave and let it be in vain right like we've left and become better selves and we represent where we're from like proudly and we we do it grace like we do it justice like we're like we are good representations of what new york is yeah and so I mean, that's the
0: reward but i was going to say um, the world needs more new yorkers out there elsewhere in the world
1: the world needs more new yorkers bro that's the title. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Got him. Uh yeah. All right. Well, I think on that note, do you have any other, no, any no, other- I want to go out on that. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> Dude, we're little fucking poets. Um <laughs> I love this shit. All right. Well, I'm Anna. I'm Cola. And thank you for listening. We're two broads from Brooklyn. Have a good night. Good night.